You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to the Real Presence Live show here. My name is Tim Moser, coming at you from the Fargo Studios, the mothership herself in the building. is probably about, what, 80, 90 years old, guys, I'd say, something like that, been redone. It's a very, very nice building, nice space for us. I'd like to thank Eli for producing again, and the place is just hopping with everyone working here at Real Presence Radio. I'd like to welcome uh, Deacon's Jim, as we like to call him, Deacon Jim Hunt and Deacon Jim Eagle to the show. Welcome, guys. Thank Good you. Good Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I, I don't know if you know or not, they actually uh, accepted my uh, application to discern for the diaconate, so I'm an, an, an aspirant now. There you wonderful, go. wonderful. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep you in prayer. Please do. Keep my wife in prayer. She has to live with me, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all have that issue. Exactly, exactly. So when were you ordained a deacon, Deacon Hunt? Uh, May 20th of 06. 06, so about almost coming up on 15 years then, yep, right? Okay. Yep, and Deacon Eagle? Of May 17th of 2003. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. so you guys have been deacons a long time. Long time. Well, I I know who to turn to when I need some advice, you know, so... Anytime. Okay, that's great. I don't know if I can afford you or not, but I mean, hopefully you'll give me a break on your price. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're we're pretty open about it. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's good. Well, you know, of course, um, I've been to uh, both the places where, where you guys work, where you guys serve. I do music, and of mm-hmm. course, I get the chance to see both of you there. And and I, I'm always amazed at the... Um, it really takes a, a heart, a heart of a servant. Of course, that's what deacon means, right? But I've been impressed with both of you, and it's probably a habit, you probably don't even think about it, of just treating those residents, because, of course, you're up at Rosewood, Deacon Hunt, and you're down at uh, Villa Maria, Deacon yep. Eagle. Um, first, maybe tell us how long you've been there, and just what it means to that heart of a servant. And did it, did it take some time to build? How long have you been there? Did it take some time to go, you know what? Some days I just feel like, oh, this is just, i got to do this, got to do that. But when we see Christ in them, right? I'm, I'm assuming that's becoming more of a habit. But talk about that, because one of the reasons I'm saying that is my mom just moved in with us. I'm going to talk about that next half hour. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, I love my mom very much. There's times when I get that little ink, like, oh, my goodness, you know. <laughs> but this is my mom, you know, so I mean, I have to love her. So anyway, maybe talk about that. Start with you, Deacon Hunt, a little bit about how long you've been there and, and, and that development of really seeing them as, as as children of God, as Christ. Yeah, I started doing both Villa Maria and Rosewood on, on December 1st of 2007. Mm-hmm. And then eventually uh, they made them both full-time positions, so I chose to go to Rosewood, and they hired Deacon Angle at Villa Maria, but that... Were they hard up or something? Or? They were. Okay, okay well, just, just check it. There was a requirement that his first name be Jim, so he <laughs> wouldn't have anything new to remember. So there that you was go. Important. That was an important part of his qualification. Exactly. But but anyway, yeah, I mean, it's I kind of grew into it a bit because in a parish I worked in before, I had to visit nursing homes, and it was difficult at first, you know, to more just to break the ice to go into somebody you don't know, into their room, and just start talking to mm-hmm. them. And so... I've always kind of had the gift of gab, and I know that's probably yeah. hard for you to understand. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't understand that. Kiss the but, Blarney a few times. <laughs> but it's amazing, you know, you go into somebody's room and and break the ice, open a conversation with them, and, and you find out pretty quick they want to talk to you, that they're happy you're there, and they're happy to see you. And you very soon, you know, these these people you, you serve become your friends in a mm-hmm. very short time. I was People would often ask me how at this stage of my life I could... You know, be working in a nursing home. And I said, well, you know, I don't really consider it work. It's like going to be with 125 of your best friends mm-hmm. every day. And mm-hmm. that's that's easy. 
Sure. You know, the, the residents are easy to be around. They're, they're very loving. They tell me they pray for me all the time. Mm. You know, they, they probably minister to me more than I do to them. Yeah, yeah. isn't that true? Yeah. Deacon Engel, what's been your experience? Well, I, I started, uh, I came to Fargo in uh, March of 2009, and I started working there on the 16th of March. Um, you know, and it, like you say, it's something that you love. You, you, you look forward to going to work each day and, and uh, uh, striking up a conversation. There's so many things that a person can find that you have in common with, with the residents as you're visiting with them and stuff like that. So it uh, really is um, it's, it's really a treat to, to sit down with them and find out who they are and, and where they're from and, and the things that they did in life. And uh, just uh, I think it's all part of helping them uh, find out who they are as, as well even at that late, late stage of their life, and even our own lives. I think that's a continuing um, thing of uh, you know, finding ourselves mm-hmm. in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. You know, in this day and age, and I'm feeling it too, as, as I start to age, I can't physically do the things I used to do, and all these kind of, of course, you see that. I know, isn't it crazy? And, and mentally, you know, all these kind of things, right? We, you know, we, we decline, we decay, that's the way it is, you know, that's our, that's our nature. But the bottom line is, so many times, especially in this society, we equate our worth with what we can do. And I see, I see it in my mom, I see it in others, that, that frustration of, you know, I'm not worth as much because I can't do, and, and it's frustrating, you know. And, and in some sense, we all can relate to that, you know. But talk maybe a little bit about helping them see their dignity as persons, not because of what they can do, but because of who they are. I often have people ask me, you know, why am I still here, you know, at 95 or 100 mm-hmm. years old? Why, does, why doesn't God just take me? And I said... You know, he's every breath we get is a gift, and he's got us working right up to the end. You've got families to pray for. You know of people that have strayed from their faith, uh, people who are struggling and have hard times and whatnot. It's our job to pray for them, you know, to help them to get to heaven and to help them to get through their trials and troubles on earth. And so, you know, God's got a job for you right up until he takes the very last breath, so your life is valuable. Yes, there's a lot you can do. And, you know, offering your sufferings, you you know, our residents all bear a lot of sufferings in one form or another, health or loneliness or whatever. And so they've got a tremendous treasure house, you might say, of, of sufferings to offer for others as well. And so it brings a great deal of comfort and a sense of meaning, I think, to a lot of them when they hear that. Absolutely. Yeah. One, one thing that, uh, you know, as Deacon was talking, you know, working with the elderly and and uh, the different phases that they go through at the towards the end of their life, I'm assigned to Holy Cross Parish over in West Fargo as well, and and uh, one of the roles that I do there is uh, I teach the baptism class, and so you're I'm, I get a chance to work with both ends of the spectrum mm, with the sure. with the uh, ones who are just coming into the family of God in in the, in the sacrament of baptism and and um, you know trying to trying to get the parent the, those young parents to to understand their roles as uh, leaders in their family, uh, uh, you know, trying to to uh, bring about that, uh, 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 liven that faith, that spirit of life within that child, and and that everything that they do, uh, that child is soaking all of that in, and is helping to uh, you know uh, begin that that uh, Christian life. And uh, in a sense, you kind of have to sometimes do that, even with the elderly, 
uh, when they're when they're questioning their faith, whether you know why am I here? What what's you know what's my purpose anymore? And help them to realize that you know there's a lot of people that count on their prayers, that count on the things that they do with their life, and uh, to help all of us in our existence. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Deacons Jim right here, Deacon Jim Hunt and Deacon Jim Eagle from the Fargo Diocese. They both work here in Fargo. Deacon Jim Hunt, I guess Deacon Jim works up north. Yes, he does. And Deacon Jim works down south. And uh, that, that's wonderful. You know, one thing that, that really, uh, you, you touched on a Deacon Hunt a little bit. You talked about how sometimes they're, you know, they're, you find out that they want to talk to you. Uh, talk a little bit about what uh, the coronavirus has done, this idea of isolation. I mean, working there, I'm guessing that there's been a lot, I want to say a burden, but a lot more need for staff to reach out in appropriate ways to that interaction because they haven't been able to see their families. You know, how has that worked out and that isolation, that loneliness? Well, I'm very thankful for the staff that I work with. You know, mm-hmm. they've got really... They've they've gone that extra mile as far as trying to be comfort, to be friend, to to be loving to our residents, and to uh, to f- help them to really to maintain that sense of love and family. Mm-hmm. To we can't take the place of their families, but we can help, mm-hmm. and yeah. so we're there with them as much as we can. Uh, you know, it just goes back to something you just said a minute ago about you know people wonder about what can I do? You know, I'm uh, worthless. I I can't do the things I used to do. But as far as we're concerned, the most important thing that we can do is to be there, to mm-hmm. be with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've, in my years in, in service in a nursing home, I can only think of two times in all that time that I've invited people to pray with me that they've refused, and they were both atheists. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a big shocker. <laughs> but, but, I mean, there's a common denominator there, and that brings people a tremendous amount of comfort, regardless of what their faith is. You know, we have a common denominator in, our, in the Our Father in the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. and so we pray that together and pray for them, you know, offer up their petitions and so forth. And, Exactly. Yeah. Deacon Nagel, what's been your experience throughout this coronavirus uh, well, pandemic here? One thing that Rosewood hasn't got that we have down there, we've got a, a, a system, a TV, television system, where we can do, I can do uh, virtual church services, have no uh, physical presence of residents in the room with me, but uh, it can go out over the uh, the channel too on, uh, that we have there, and, and they can uh, listen in, and it's basically a word service that I've I'm doing at the time, but then I can take communion around to them later, and, and uh, you know they really appreciate just being able to hear the word on a, mm-hmm. on a regular basis, and and uh, I have a Bible study that I do that same way, and and uh, we're not as fortunate as Rosewood. They're, they're they've uh, opened the doors a little bit in that respect, where where they can start having services there. We're hoping to get back there, maybe possibly, knock on wood, next mm-hmm. week possibly. Um, to phase two again and but uh yeah it's been it's had its challenges there's no doubt the staff is very good about uh doing whatever they can to make it possible for the residents to um have the outdoor visits with their family you know they still have to do the social distancing and everything but um um, it's 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 doing they're doing very well with that i mean it's it um it does create more more work setting all of that up with families and stuff like that but that's why we're there is to do whatever we can to to try to uh, bridge that gap mm-hmm. because it uh, it does have a severe effect on their their uh, overall morale 
Absolutely. We're talking with Deacon Jim Hunt and Deacon Jim Eagle, you know, and we've all seen it on the news, right? And not just our elderly, right? And our kids not going to school. I just saw yesterday on the news that this huge, huge rise in, in childhood mental health problems, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and now, you know, so many families, for instance, they're, you know, husband and wife both work. If a kid's going back to school, what are they going to do? I mean, it's, it, it really is a difficult situation, but all of this we talk about just brings me back to, you know, what's really important, you know, what is the number one thing we want? You know, and that, of course, is is taking our hearts and our minds to Christ, and, and really instilling that in our families and living that, right? And so that 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 is something that we need to make sure we. I'm sure you guys are you know trying to do that up where you go as well. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with Deacon Jim Hunt and Deacon Jim Eagle for more of their thoughts until the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in South Fargo near Saints Anne and Joachim Church. Lumen Vision is a full-service eye care facility that provides eye exams for both children and adults. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eco Eyewear, an environmentally friendly frame company that plants a tree for each frame sold. For more information about our mission and scheduling your appointment online, you can go to lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hearts are being changed. This is a, this is real. It's not just hyperbole. People's hearts are changed. People yeah. are converted. They're, they're surfing through the radio, and all of a sudden they stumble on this, this radio station. And that just is the way, uh, that's the way that God uses to bring a whole new chapter in their life. And uh, the Lord is literally drawing us closer to himself through this radio station. So uh, our task as Christians, as Catholics, is to spread the gospel, teach all nations, and this is the way to do it. So God is giving us the opportunity to fulfill our calling, our mission, our vocation in life. This is great. So any, any, you can't be outdone in generosity. I'm Absolutely. sure you, you, we've said that and heard that. But even though it sounds cliche and trite, it is not. You cannot outdo God in generosity. So anything that you give for the kingdom of God, you will receive in many ways, shapes, and forms. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We're having so much fun in the studio, laughing and having a good time. We almost forgot to come back. So anyway, talking with Deacon Jim Hunt and Deacon Jim Eagle here. Just before the break, I talked about how you know focusing on the most important things, you know, especially when people's 
physical you know, ailments and, and bodies are decaying. It can still be very spiritually strong. I, I think it was said of John Paul II that he was a, a strong soul dragging his body around, you know, I mean, as, as he aged, right? Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. Because why, why have a deacon at these places? Well, because, you know, other people can go and visit and all these kind of things. But you guys can bring the sacramental, the spiritual in ways that non-ordained people cannot. Maybe Deacon Jim Hunt, let's talk with you first and share a little bit about that and the importance of that. Well, you know, one of the one of the roles of a deacon is to be an icon of service. So mm-hmm. people can do an awful lot of the things that we do. They sure. can pray with others. Um, you know, that one of the most important things that, that we do in service of our Catholic residents especially we pray with all of them but is to you know throughout this COVID, even though we hadn't been able to have mass for a long time we were able to bring them the eucharist and and to pray for them and with them when they're dying to have the priest we don't we were never without priests to come in and administer the anointing of the sick mm-hmm. so we're always very thankful for that but but what we missed was the you might say was the the nuclear feel for our reactor. We were without the mass, you know, and without Christ in that way. And so for about the last month, now we've been able to have mass at Rosewood again. And for that, I'm extremely thankful. And I know the residents are too, that we have many, many very devout Catholics who's, and we know the mass is central to our lives and it's certainly central to theirs. And, and so, you know, we, we often think that what we do and our skills and all of that kind of stuff it's what, is what's important, but it's not. It's having the Lord in our midst as our motivation and our, our help, our strength for everything that we do. I was thinking of that at, at the Mass this morning, that, you know, at the consecration, you know, our Lord, you know, the priest says those words, as Christ, this is my body and this is my blood given up for you and and I thought about that at that moment as as we go out, having received the Eucharist, we go out into our service in the world, and we can say to every person we meet, this is my body, this is my blood. Mm-hmm. You know, I give mm-hmm. it for you, that we pour out ourselves in love, and that has to be our motivation for everything we do, not only at work, but at home and in the community and whatnot. So we do what we we do what we need to do out of love. Exactly. I'm, I'm sure you guys both probably have stories about things where that has really uh, happened and come true in this area. Well, I, I could think of one right off the bat. There was a, a lady who was dying, a Protestant lady who was dying, and I was in with her and her two daughters who hadn't spoken to each other for 25 years. And when it, you know, I, I prayed a little bit, you know, read some of the prayers for the dying, and and then I invited them both to to pray the Lord's Prayer with me. And one was on either side of their mother, who was not responsive anymore, but I reached out to both of them to hold their hands, and and they both grabbed my hand, and then they they looked at each other and reached across the bed, you know. And, 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 and so we prayed that together, and I didn't think anything more of it at the time, but about six weeks later, I got a card from both of them, oddly just a few days apart, and they both said that that, one little thing, that praying together at their, with me at their mother's bedside, reaching across that bed, was a thing that, that kind of rekindled their family relationship, their love as sisters for mm. one another. And mm. so it was very, very meaningful. Very yeah, moving. the yeah. power of prayer, the power yep. of the Lord. Absolutely. Great yep. story. Yep. Deacon yep. Jim Agle. Well, I'd just reiterate what uh, Deacon Hunt said about, you know, our role uh, as servants um, to the church, to the, to the people that we work for and work with. And um, you know that uh, bringing that Eucharist to to the to the bedside or j- just to that person that 
uh, right now, uh, like down at Villa, is isolated to that uh, cubicle, almost like a prison cell, is life-giving to them. I mean, it bring, brings that the, the joy of knowing that they're not there alone, that the Lord is there with them, um, uh, sitting sitting with them each and every day, and and uh, he's available to them whenever they uh, would ask for it. And and um, the other day, uh, we had a resident that was in the uh, uh, droplet isolation area where, you know, it was a new resident who had come and and uh, very quite de- depressed. And um, the, the the staff let me know that she was would like to have communion. And so I went down to her room and, and uh, sat with her and visited with her for a while and, and gave her communion. And it was just like a, uh, a switch went on and the mm-hmm. light came on. And there was another resident uh, here the other day that um, she'd been very depressed and she she came there just because of of not being able to live a normal life right now and visit with family and see family and stuff like that. And and um, the uh, she had been there for she was there for therapy and to get her strength back. And they gave her the okay to to start moving around on her own. And you know, not having to uh, be wheeled around, and you know, she was a totally different <laughs> person. I mean, just absolutely mm-hmm. came alive, and and you know, the joy of seeing that. I mean, and I, and I would take her communion as well. And they, uh, um, when I went to see her the, the the day after she, they gave her the okay to go about her business. She just. Uh, uh, when I came in, she was so excited. Her <laughs> face was just totally different person. Sure. So this isolation, I mean, the the, um, the confinement that they, we really don't have a sense of what that feels like. I think Deacon Hunt maybe has a little more because of what, the situation with his wife, mm-hmm. <clears throat> of, of what that's like. But for a lot of us, we really don't uh, know the the depth of hurt. Mm-hmm. that uh, goes along with being isolated like that. And I think uh, to add to that, I think, uh, you know, for people to, to um, out in the community, uh, do they really realize what they're doing by not taking the precautions that they need to to uh, avoid, um, uh, you know, either contracting or, or passing that this virus on to other people? Mm-hmm. Because who knows how many lives they touch. You know, they come together in a bunch. We went to the golf tournament, and then, uh, you know what? There was a lot of, uh, I didn't even stay for the banquet because that banquet room was so full of, of people close together that mm-hmm. I didn't want to take a chance. Yeah. So, you know, I work in the nursing home. I couldn't take a chance on, on uh, exposing myself and also exposing our residents. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know, Deacon says, I'm talking with Deacon Jim Hunt and Deacon Jim Eagle here at the Fargo Diocese. Uh, Deacon Jim Hunt works up at Rosewood, North Fargo, and Deacon Jim Eagle, as well as being assigned to Holy Cross in West Fargo, works at Villa Maria in South Fargo. Maybe talk just a little bit, because I'm sure you've done this too, people who have loved ones in the home, so their sons, their daughters, their families, how do you minister to them? What do you say to them when they're saying, I want to see mom, I want to see dad, I can't see them? How do you, how do you handle that? Well, we normally, I don't know about Deacon Eggle, he can speak for himself, but normally I don't have that much dealing with the family in those situations. That's more they're mm-hmm. the care manager of the mm-hmm. residents. Sure. You know, and they're the ones that arrange the visits. We don't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, we can certainly, if, if we're alerted to a family having a difficulty, we can certainly call them and talk to them. And I've done that many times, you know, and try to help them and remind them that even though it's not like having them there, that we're doing everything we can to take care of their loved one and, and to, to give them the service and the love that they need. Um, you know, one thing you asked a little earlier that maybe twist this a little bit, but what are we doing different in COVID than mm-hmm. we would normally do other than wearing the PPE? Really nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, right. life goes on pretty much the same as it did before. Our service doesn't change because of a disease or a difficulty or something like that. We're, we're still asked to do the same service mm-hmm. that we've always done. Sure. They, they, it is a little challenging, though, when you oh, got to yeah. put that yeah. mask on and the, the shield <laughs> the on visor, and stuff yeah. like that, and everything fogs <laughs> up, and you, you kind of lose. You have a foggy vision of who you're visiting <laughs> with, but uh, you know maybe it gives us kind of a vision of of uh, sometimes the, the way that uh, the apostles were with Christ, and the cloud would separate them <laughs> from from what they. Uh, so you know, uh, no, yeah, we do whatever we can to to try to uh, help the families. Uh, uh, but like Deacon Hunt says, that's uh, the care managers are the ones that uh, 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 arrange the visits and stuff like that. And and uh, I'll tell you what, when 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 we didn't have visits, uh, it really made it difficult mm-hmm. because uh, I mean they were just hungry for for that. You know, we're all, we're a person of we're people of of touching of yes. uh, and and feeling the love that comes through touch yeah. and 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 presence of others and. Without that, with their families especially, it really creates a, a, a gap, a real tough situation. Yeah. Which shows us in many ways uh, our new modes of communication and social media are a great blessing. But I think what COVID has really shown all of us is that, as you just mentioned, Deacon Angle, there is no substitute for face-to-face, in-person, talking, touching. I mean, that's, that, that's clear. You know, Even mm-hmm. though we have all this, we still have all this loneliness. Again, it's great to have. But there's no no substitute. Yeah, and I have yeah. great empathy for these people. You know, my wife is in a nursing home, mm-hmm. and not being able to visit her for three and a half months, yeah. you know, was a tremendous we've hardship. Missed, we've been married over fifty years. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. That you can't see your wife. You know, yeah. live a mile away from her, and I can't see her. Exactly. So I'm very thankful that I'm able to to go and visit her now. You know, yeah. it's it's been a wonderful blessing, and it's been good good for both of us. It was hard on both of us, hard on the families, and Hard on the residents sure. as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Deacons Jim, Jim Hunt, and Jim Agle, it's been a great half hour. It's gone pretty fast. We have one minute left. Deacon Agle, would you end our time in prayer, please? Absolutely. And let us begin. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord, we ask for your blessings upon each and every one of us, and we ask the intercession of the Blessed Mother in, in helping all of us get through this and, and reaching out to uh, uh, um, our, our residents and staff and and uh, just in uh, with a, uh, a spirit of encouragement for each and every one of us, we ask for your blessing upon our ministries in in uh, just uh, doing what we need to do to to bring uh, all people through this as best we can. We ask for your blessing always in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Deacon Jim Agle, Deacon Jim Hunt. Thank you for your service. Again, I look forward to seeing you back up when I'm doing music, hopefully not too long. And again, just thank you so much for bringing Christ to others in so many ways. You're most welcome. It's good to be here. All right, sounds good. Up next, I'm going to give you my personal story, my wife and my personal story about my mom and our experience through the COVID 
situation. She's now living with us. We'll talk about that right after the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 